Brown chicken, brown cow. Meow, meow. I'm still wearing my unicorn socks. Oh, girl, you gotta take those off. Because <laughs> they show. I know. <laughs> Let's be honest, everybody knows we batch film these. I'm Amanda. I'm Adeline. Welcome to Life with Purpose podcast. Today we're going to talk about... Funeral horror stories. We didn't even plan that. No, we didn't. Um, So in a previous video, we talked about how we were going to have an episode about death. And we still intend to do that episode. But I think you mentioned funeral horror stories. And I thought that that would just be... Chef's kiss. Yep. So we are going to have a little bit of a shorter episode today. But we are going to pack a full of some really awkward, funny, funny stories. Funny. Yeah. Not creepy at all. Not weird or unsettling. Funny. Funny. Funerals are weird and unsettling. So it makes them funny. We have a list of 10 funeral horror stories here. And we're going to read them off to you guys. Talk a little bit about them. I don't need to explain. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? It's our podcast. We're going to do what the fuck we want. <laughs> Listen. Or get the fuck out. Yeah. Listen, Linda. <laughs> you know, the other day I was driving in my car and I was like, we should have named our podcast Listen, Linda. <laughs> hey, guys. We're going to read stories about dead people. <laughs> have you heard that? Uh, comedians like to make jokes about like white women now and how they love true crime. Which I'm a little upset about because I have always been a weirdo my entire life. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, trendy to be weird and, like, true crime. I used to watch Snapped as a child, which is all about women who kill their husband. Then they, so they make this joke about how men like to, like, relax and drink a beer or put mm-hmm. their put their feet up. And women like to listen to true crime to relax. Like, I'm going to go take a bubble bath and listen to all the heads that Domery cut off. Josh is like, this is you. But you know what? Women listen to true crime to take out, to to, to address those feelings. And men are the cause of the true crime podcast. That's true. There are very few female serial killers. I do want to do an episode on society's addiction to true crime. Please. Um, That's next. Other than death. We got a list. The first horror story we have for you. Number one, the funeral home put a random guy in my grandfather's casket wearing his suit, glasses, and wedding band. They then admitted that they misplaced my grandfather. (laughs) Oh, my God. The first time I ever saw a dead body, I was three, and it was my great-grandmother's funeral. And I remember seeing her in the casket, and I remember thinking her entire body looked like wax. But I always thought it was weird that... We want to view the body. I grew up Catholic and viewing the body is a Catholic thing. I know it's common in other religions too, but um, I always thought that was weird. But maybe this story is the reason why people want to view the body to make sure it's the right body. Yeah, there's history behind it. Um, it's uh, it's an identifying thing. So what would happen, I think it was World War I um, when soldiers started going overseas and so that's when embalming became a thing. That was when they would 
well, embalm the, the soldiers so that they could be sent back to their families so their families, you know, could identify them and make peace with that and say goodbye. And so that's, I think, how funerals started happening the way that we know them today. And, I mean, we might have to fact check me on this, but as far as I know, that's that's where modern day funerals began. I'm going to tell you this right now. Yeah. You and I are too busy to fact check things. Our listeners can do that for themselves. <laughs> Take everything we say with a grain of salt. Um, especially when we're talking about death. So, mm-hmm. anyways, yeah. So, I think that funerals evolved after the embalming process as a way to say goodbye. Like, for loved ones that aren't usually around to say goodbye. Because that became commonplace when soldiers were shipped back home after the war. So, Oh, look. It's a casket. I do have a lot of death-related items. So, here. within two feet of us... <laughs> There's four skulls, <laughs> a resin casket. Uh-huh. What else do you have? I got, there's some bats over there. A dead butterfly, but that doesn't really count for death. A mostly dead plant. <laughs> she's not doing well. No. No, she's not, actually. But it's fine. Um, A bleeding heart. Two bleeding hearts. I- some of my mom's ashes are in that closet over there. <laughs> we got a lot of death happening around us. Yeah. And we are well on our way. So anyways. I saw this tweet that said, you know what our problem is? We don't drink from the skulls of our enemies anymore. (laughs) That's what's wrong with society. (laughs) Did you know that the reason why there aren't very many Egyptian mummies left is because people used to eat them? Yes, I did know that. Okay. (laughs) Story number two. I did. I did know that. They, like, used it for, like, topical crimson and stuff. They thought it would, like, make them look younger. Or they would ingest it as medicine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Someone tried to quietly open a can while they were doing the closing prayer. Like a soda can? I was thinking, can opener in the funeral. <laughs> Someone brings out, like, a can of corn to a funeral. <laughs> I was seeing tomato sauce, but yeah. <laughs> I tomato sauce. Last night, I don't know why my mind automatically goes corn. Last night, Josh and I went went out to eat, and you know we're like slightly farther away from the city mm-hmm. and like places to eat. So we go all the way out there, and we go to Chili's, and I order. I always order chips and salsa with a side of ranch because this only works at Chili's. If you dip it in the salsa and then dip it in the ranch, it's delicious. Okay, Chili's is the only place I'll do this. Don't ever do it at Applebee's. It's disgusting. <laughs> and then we get ready to order food. And Josh orders his burger and fries or whatever. And I just order corn on the cob. And he was like, you made me drive all the way to Chili's for corn on the cob. <laughs> it's all you got? It's all I got. It's all I wanted. Are you dreaming about corn? No. What's that one thing going viral right now? It's corn. corn. The big, big lump of knobs. It has the juice. It has juice. <laughs> you know what? Life is short. Eat corn on the cob if that's what you want. Slob almond. No. this one says well i was conceived at a funeral so probably that (laughs) who has sex at a funeral i'm just thinking about what could make you horny enough to outhorn the sad what it maybe like necrophilia oh you think that they had sex because they were horny about the dead people why else would you have sex at a funeral Oh, I don't know, because somebody does something hot. <laughs> or, oh, 
Oh, or it's um, it's um, how you're dealing with your grief. Mm. That is a sad way to deal with grief. Mm-hmm. My own kids, boys ages 10 and 8, at their great-grandfather's wake, they got a chair and moved it to the casket and started making his mouth into a smiley face. Oh, that one's got to be fake, because by that time, they're, like, um, rigid, right? Oh, rigor mortis. Yeah. Yeah. But the, and the skin, I mean... Well, your skin is still pretty. Like, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I guess they could they they could move it like that. Well, why wouldn't any adults stop them? I just stuck my finger up my nose. <laughs> when I was, I was a young girl. And well, I am a girl. I was a young girl though. Anyways, I was at my funeral, um, the first funeral that I had ever been to, and it was like it was my great grandfather, and I just I didn't really have an emotional connection to him, and so I was just kind of like. You know, very, just curious and uncomfortable. And everyone was crying. I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, why? It's whatever. Anyway, so mostly I was curious about the dead body, though. I was like, it looks alive. And I was like, and he doesn't smell. Like, I was like, I just didn't know anything about, you know, modern day funerals. So, I don't know... Oh, I had gone up with an adult. So, at this funeral, everyone, you know, lined up and went by the casket and Anyways, I had gone up with an adult and viewed him. And then I remember, I don't think I went up with my mom. And so I was able to walk away after that. And then I was like, okay, like when I can, I got to go back. Because I was like, I have to know. And so I went back in this line and was like, made sure nobody was looking. And then I like held, like touched his hand and I was like touching his skin and I was like, this just feels so weird. I was like, is he real? Like, I was like, I don't know. Something just seems not right about this. And mm-hmm. I think my, like that it, I wasn't uneasy, but I could tell something was off, but I just didn't realize that it was because he was dead. But I was like, why does it like, you because know, because he's not animated. Yeah. But I, I, for years, was haunted. I felt so guilty at the fact that I had, like, touched his hand and, like, felt his skin. And, like, I just felt like that was so wrong, you know? But I was just a curious, weird little kid. But I had nightmares about it, though. Oh, weird little kid. I had nightmares about how I would touch his hand and he'd be like, (gasps) and open his eyes. Reach out and grabbed you. My God. I um, knew this man who was a... uh, He worked at a funeral home... He was, he was an, a mortician, or he embalmed people, right? Well, he told me this story about how sometimes they would get um, a body in and he would, they would have it in there and it would be on the table and then he would leave for a couple hours and then come back. Like the body wasn't just out in the open, but for whatever reason, like he had seen the body and then he had left for a couple hours and there were times where he would come back and the body would be like in the, like screaming and that happens so like your jaw expands and so and your eyeballs like can go like that and so he would like leave and their eyes would be closed and their mouth would be shut and then you'd come back and people would be like and like he would be at first he was so scared because like even seeing a normal person go is fucking scary right Mm -hmm. well anyways that's why they wire um the mouth shut when i die i just want people to cremate me i don't want to have to go through all of that mm-hmm. i just think it's so gross also they like they do shit like release gas and stuff 
I don't want to fart when I'm dead. Well, when you die, apparently you release all your bowels. So yeah. If anybody finds you after you've died, you you've already shat yourself. Yep. I'm laughing because I'm so uncomfortable. But I mean, you poop during birth and like, it's natural, but it's... It's and so you'll be gross. dead anyways. You won't know that someone's so, thinking, oh, nasty. My sister's grandma, <laughs> she's a different grandma than me. Um, we used to go over to her house and she would tell us that we always needed to have uh, matching bra and panties. She would say, you okay. should always wear matching bra and panties because if you ever had to get your clothes cut off by an EMT, like how embarrassing would it be if you were wearing like your period panties? <laughs> Yeah, because the EMT's gonna be like, oh my god, I don't care about saving your life. Look at the nasty pair of granny beams this bitch is wearing. But then I saw this other, uh, it was, it must, have been on, it must have been on Twitter or something. Whatever underwear you wear when you die, those are your ghost panties. Oh my god. So you don't want to die in your nasty drawers. Hat note. <laughs> <laughs> my grandpa's funeral in 2006 uh, a random drunk woman that no one in her family knew stumbled in and started singing show tunes then cried until she was escorted out <laughs> that's just sad <laughs> she doesn't even go here <laughs> at an open casket wake a friend of the deceased attempted to give her a drink of single malt whiskey she ended up being forcibly removed as she wouldn't stop and spilled a lot of the alcohol in the casket. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my god. So the last one about the woman came in, like, coming in, and, um, but he knew her, and when they said that she stumbled in, I thought she was gonna stumble in, start crying, and throw up in the casket. Whiskey's better. <laughs> a marriage proposal to the recently widowed, she accepted. Fantastic. Wow. She moves on quick. <laughs> Listen, she's still got life to live. She's not dead. <laughs> They're like, fuck you, Larry. This is my last, this is the last thing I'm going to do to screw you. Oh, man. Okay. Someone was chewing tobacco with a metal spit cup so you can hear when they spit. Ew. It's disgusting. That is gross. At my grandma's funeral, there was a woman that had a really bad relationship with my grandma but one of my aunts invited her to the funeral. She started receiving people as if she was a family member and tried to put herself at the center of everything. Mm, everybody has one of those. Mm -hmm. I heard a funeral story of a woman that stood up like the ex or like an estranged family member and started like talking about what a horrible person the deceased was. Mm -hmm. And the family member had to stand up and be like, literally, like you don't need to air out your beef with her. Like she wasn't a horrible person. You're just mad. And then she's like, so-and-so um, died, and, you know, it was her last F, F you to me, because now uh, she can't give me the money she owed, or something like that. The drama, the drama that I feel like happens at funerals, I've never seen it, but I've heard so many stories about people just, like, just being, I don't know, funerals aren't for the dead, they are for the living, but not in that way. I told Josh that when he dies, I'm going to stand over his casket and be like, Listen, this was really rude. How could you? <laughs> well, then I would be really mad at him. My God, he's he's going to live forever now. That's such a serious threat. You know. The consequence. It's always the pain in the asses who live forever. It's the ones... It's, it's unfortunate. It's the people 
who people actually like that like direly. My ex came back from her grandfather's funeral with family reunion pictures of herself, her siblings, and her parents posing next to the open castle. Oh god. One last picture with mom. At my cousin's funeral, one of my relatives literally tried jumping in the casket with him. Really traumatizing experience on my dad. Wow. My grandpa's phone went off in the middle of the eulogy and his ringtone was staying alive by the beach. <laughs> and then the one right after that is an estranged uncle drove past my grandmother's funeral playing another with bites the dust. <laughs> and to top it all off at a cremation, someone's cell phone rang playing Girl on Fire. Took a good 15 seconds to shut Oh, jeez. Um, okay, so that's all we have for the the list. I'd like to share a really quick story about, um, about my own experience with funerals. Or what comes after, I guess. So my father was cremated. And at the celebration of life, Everyone got these, like, nice urns, mm-hmm. and instead, I got this, like, tiny little necklace, and I was like, well, that's, like, no, like, I don't get any ashes. Everyone gets, like, half of, like, a cup, you know? And so, I imagine know. being dead and someone dividing you with, like, a measuring cup. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, I went to my Nana, and I was like, hey, Nana, um, can I have, like, or maybe it was my aunt, I don't know, somebody on my dad's side who was holding the bag of ashes, we were at Red Rocks, actually. It was very windy. Oh, yikes. <laughs> um, and so I was like, can I have some more of these ashes? Like, I really only got a little bit. And, oh, it was my Nana. My Nana goes, yeah, sure, honey. Let me just find something to put it in. And I was like, okay. And I thought, you know, it would be reasonable. I guess this was reasonable. But we were spreading the ashes using these little, like, condiment, like, plastic cups. Oh. Like, if you're at a like a Chipotle or Qdoba and they have these, you know, the clear ones with the little ones that they put lids. the queso in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you put your dad in a queso cup. So anyways, I put my dad in a queso cup. Well, the, they, they were so windy and his ashes were so gritty and crusty that like, I just couldn't get the lid right. And so I was like, told my aunt, I was like, my dad is like falling out everywhere. Like <laughs> I was like, can somebody give me a bag? Like, we only got so much to spare. Man, dude was big, but, like, there's not very much here, you know. Anyways, so I, like, got this plastic bag, and we, I put it in, I folded it up, and I put it in the console of my car, we were driving around, like, I think we were on, like, this trip or something. By the time I got, I took my dad out of the console in his um, queso cup, <laughs> The ashes had gotten everywhere to the point that the Ziploc bag had ashes in, like, the grooves. The condiment cup couldn't close all the way. And it was just, like, it was so, it was so bad. Anyways, he's still in that, it's been five years, and he's still in that queso cup and Ziploc bag. You put your dad in a queso cup? And he's still there for five years. And he's still there after five years. So when my mother passed away... My mom had four children with three men, and there were members of her family who did not find that respectable. And so at her funeral, it was a religious ceremony, which was weird because my mother was not religious. In fact, she was also weird. She had, like, a dead tarantula that my brother said she used to keep in her room. Does that scream 
good Christian girl to you? I think not. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. ceremony was religious. Anyways. Second, mom had four kids by three men. And there were people in her religious family who did not deem this respectable. Mm-hmm. Decided at her funeral where three of her four children are sitting in the front row to say to the church, you know, she didn't always have the best choice in men. <laughs> Wait, they said this? They said that in front of three of her children at her funeral. She was not, she was not <laughs> the best in choosing men. And two of the three dads were there. Le- what a legend. <laughs> so that was my mom's funeral. And then I, I got some of her ashes and we, we did something similar. We had them like in little mm-hmm. urn type things and we did spread her ashes, but one of my brothers and myself wanted to keep some. My other two brothers decided they did not. So I took extra with me just in case in the future they ever changed their mind. Mm-hmm. I hope that they never changed their mind because one time I was moving and I lost the box <laughs> that had her ashes in there. You lost your mom. I lost my mom. No idea where she went. So still, <laughs> no idea. Somebody probably found her. I mean, I think I think that box got stolen. It also had a <laughs> lot of her jewelry in it. It had um, some of my great grandmother's jewelry in it. The, this box has been. It just it went missing when I moved. But yeah. the unfortunate thing is, is that my mom's ashes were in it. So <laughs> I just like to tell myself that she's on a a great adventure in the afterlife, but I did, mm-hmm. I did keep some of, I had some that did not get lost and I went to build a bear and I put in one of the hearts that beats. And then I put in the little bottle of ashes Aww. in the build a bear. So when you, you squeeze it, it's like, anyways, I know that's really corny, but I didn't lose <laughs> all of her ashes, just some of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, funeral horror stories. If you've got your own, please email us at, lifewithpurposepod at gmail.com or comment below and share some of them that way we would love to hear it if you can top putting your dad in a queso cup or losing your mom let us know <laughs>